Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of 49 Unbeaten, the official Arsenal Battle podcast. Uh, I'm Joshua, I'm joined by Jack and Dan once again. Um, welcome, happy Christmas, happy new year. Uh, happy new year. <laughs> we got a good Christmas present, didn't we? Arsenal finally won a game on Boxing Day, in the league at least. Obviously we got six wins from the Europa League. Uh, comfortable win in the end actually, against Chelsea. It was quite surprising. Yeah. Very... Um... Very surprising. Was not expecting it at all. But I think it just has to say, we've been saying it for a while now, it's the the faith in the youngsters. You know, finally we've given them that that chance in the Premier League. And although it could, a bit of a gamble, bit of a gamble and, you know, especially with the form we've had recently, but I'm just so happy that it did pay off. What a result. I, I just said, I just could not see it coming at all. It's like that, that lineup came out and I saw it and I was like, I like Smith Rowe, but starting against Chelsea... Yeah. Before that, we didn't know about Willian, didn't know about David Luiz. So Pablo Mari started. I was like, "Okay, are, yeah, we, are we resting players for Brighton? Is Brighton now a bigger game than Chelsea? What's going on?" But it sort of paid off. Everything sort of seemed to work quite well. And yeah, uh, those youngsters had a brilliant game against Chelsea. It was it was really refreshing to watch us play good football <laughs> in the league. Four goals. Helen versus Chelsea. That was. Yeah, it was. We seem to do all right against Chelsea. Sort of like, I don't remember us recently having like a terrible game. Obviously, you look at FA Cup semi-final, uh, not sorry, FA Cup final. Obviously, Martinelli's goal last year, Bellerin equaliser last minute in earlier this year. So, yeah. we've had some decent performances against Chelsea. So, it was, it was good to win. I think that's what gave us the confidence in the Brighton game. Yeah. It's notoriously think- quite a difficult, difficult fixture. At this stage, it's just momentum. You just need to get as much momentum going and you win one game and then Smith Rowe captured it perfectly in the interview last night when he did an interview of Arsenal. He said, um, he was asked, what's your goal for this season? And he just said, we just got to take it a game at a time and then just beat whoever's in front of us. I think also as well, mentioned the youngsters and, you know, the determination to keep going and build that momentum. It was said last night, um, talking of interviews Lacazette was speaking um, about the youngsters and how much they've brought a new freshness and almost a new a new face to Arsenal there's that new almost spark there's, there's that new energy in the changing room now we you know the likes of Smith Rowe you know Saka's been there for a while Martinelli come back from injury how much how much of a difference has it been since he's come back 
it, it really does show what they can bring to this Arsenal team. I mean, he came like Man City game in the cup. Uh, he, he just he just looks so creative. It's something we haven't seen in the league for so long. And we lost him, and he, he went off injured, and it wasn't a, like we didn't get what we wanted from it. But he played what 50, 45 minutes, fifty minutes, or so, yeah. whatever it was. It was a, it was good to see him back because we we definitely missed him. Um, I'm just worried though with the youngsters that we'll lose them. I remember sort of a few years ago we had like Jeff and Adelaide, we had different players yeah. coming through, looked quite good, and we let them go. Yeah. I think Martinelli's just under contract, Saka has under contract, they look good to stay. Uh, Balogun hasn't played, but it's sort of one, it's the one that looks like he's going to leave from that youngster yeah. bunch, which I think would be a massive shame if he did. Because I think you look at some of the youngsters we've got, we could be set in stone for the next five, ten years if we can manage to keep hold of them all. 100%. I just think, unfortunately, Balogun, I believe he's our record scorer at youth level or something like that. And he, he just looks like, he looks prolific, um, I think is the word to describe him. And even when he played in the Europa League games, he's shown that spark that um, he can he can hold the ball up well, which was quite surprising, I thought, the first time I saw him. Yeah. And he can put himself about, he, he, gets, he gets involved, he gets stuck in, and he's not afraid to let shots off to um, take players on. And he's, he's really good for that link-up play with holding the ball up. And it would be a massive shame if we do lose him because he looks highly promising. And also to lose him on a free as well would be just... Uh, uh, sums up Arsenal with, like, for example, Aaron Ramsey, yeah. Alexis Sanchez, players we just let go that we could have got serious money for. Balogun, I mean, ideally you'd want to keep him and then if you're going to sell him, sell him when he's in his... Um, yeah latter years but um, yeah I mean we're going to have to wait and see on that one unfortunately I think we've I think we've looked really good I think I've been really impressed by Mill Smith Rowe um, he's sort of shown glimpses sort of a couple of years ago forward in the Europa League got injured when I know the Huddersfield didn't play a lot or as much as he should have done with injuries and he's sort of he's, he's sort of just been in and out and he's looked really good when he's played and hopefully we can keep him fit and fresh is he the answer to our creative issues? We've spoken about Mesut Ozil before. He's been all the talk. Is he is he the answer? Is he sort of like, is he the new Mesut Ozil and the fact like he's our go-to creative midfielder? From from his performance against Chelsea and Brighton, he certainly shows those attributes and, you know, this that creative ability that we are looking for. You know, the, the last night against Brighton, the, the quick feet, to then play it off to Martinelli, who or was it? Was it Martinelli or was it for Aubameyang's chance? Either one, yeah. and the chance just went wide. But he is showing those. He's showing the creativity and the. He's got that imagination to create those chances from those two games alone, and even from the minutes. You know, the, the, I think he's played like I think he played ninety minutes in the Europa League from coming on substitute. Mm. I think he. I think he. I think he assisted twice and scored once. So just from that, that instant impact we've seen in the Europa League and now he's starting to bring those performances in the first team in the league. I think if we give him if we give him those if we give him time, we give him those minutes, I think he will uh, he'll bring what we need to the table. As a club though, I think it would be stupid to well, I don't know about stupid, but it would be very irresponsible for us to pin all our hopes on one player as the answer to something. So I do believe we need to have depth in every position on the pitch. And Creative midfield is something we like. 
Smith Rowe's now showing he can do that. Um, uh, he needs to do it regularly, and he also needs to cover players that are going to make him push himself in that position and challenge him. Um, so maybe bringing in the likes of an Isco maybe could could help to do that for him to learn in that position. Um, or um, I just think we need we need more than one player in that position. He sort of surprised me. I always sort of like saw him like youth level, sort of looking at him. <clears throat> When he earlier in on the first team, always saw him as more of a wide player. I think where the emergence of Saka and Martinelli, I know Martinelli can play striker as well, has sort of forced him into that role and he's sort of taken it on really well. But I agree, I think I think to put so much on him, he's like what 19, 20, he's really young to have him like as the main man in Craven Field at the moment might be a little bit too early. We mentioned this go, he's been linked to us. Re- like last few days, I said that hasn't ruled it out. Is he someone we sort of th- is Isco the player we need, or is or is it just sort of like a, a creative midfielder in general? That Isco, Isco about four years ago, Isco of about four years ago would have been yeah. the player that everyone would, would get off their seats and be like, wow, like that would be a statement signing. But I just think now he's he's fallen out of favour with Zidane. He's, he's 28 years old, so he's he's in his prime years to some extent. But is he what we need? I don't know. I think someone like a Hossam Awar would be... I think he's a bit more of a deeper player, but he'd be... much more of a long-term investment, whereas Isco potentially could just be like a, a stopgap yeah. in a way. And you mentioned, you know, we've got Sabahs, but he's only alone. I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do at the end of the season. Um, but he almost is that similar player in a way. He's, you know, they they're both you know attacking midfielders um, who have the same attributes. You know, the quick feet. You know, can they can change a game on their own in a way. But you mentioned um, Smith Rowe being young, but you know we we given those opportunities to Saka and he's taken them. Look how much he's thrived from being given first first team football. So if you look at if Arteta Arteta's plan is to start the youngsters and give them more time in the Premier League. You mentioned it. He's, used them in the Carabao, he's used them in the Europa League. I think if you start using them in the Premier League a little more, I don't think we'll need as you as you said, four years ago Isco would have been, you know, brilliant, fantastic signing. But look at him now, if we have Smith Rowe, we have players coming through the ranks who are showing, you know, promising signs, I don't think we should maybe be looking for the likes of Isco. I'm surprised we haven't been linked with Draxley at this window because <laughs> it seems yeah. to be linked with every every um Every window, and seeing as we're often attacking midfielder, Traxler, <laughs> he's another one of that ship yeah. sailed many years ago. I mean, I think if it's a six-month loan deal and it's we pay what half the wages or something, Real Madrid cover, it and it's it's six months for him to come in and sort of like mentor Smithrow, it was Isco to come in and mentor Smithrow. I think would be yeah, it would be smart. It gives us backup if Smithrow gets injured again. If like something happens, if sort of he drops out of form and we can bring Isco in or rotate them if we go further in the Europa League or FA Cup, I think could make some sort of sense. Um, but it like it has to be a short thing. I don't want to like sign him permanently or have like a mandatory yeah. future fee clause or something. Um, I've seen Julian Brandt thrown about as well in the last couple of days, which 
sort of feels like very much like an FM signing. Uh, sort of, you're, like if you wanted like a like younger creative player, sort of Julian Brandt, sort of I've been sort of watching him a couple of years. Done okay at Dortmund, but again this season hasn't really. It's sort of similar with Isco. It's fallen out of favour with management and isn't doing what he necessarily should be. Um, but I think he's a bit younger, isn't he? He's like 23, 24, I think. So yeah. he probably will come in in place of Smith Rowe. So it's not ideal. Yeah. I, Is there anyone that I you think would, we don't... you would want? Oh, go on, sorry. Like, obviously, it's a, a, like Awarosh or uh, Shostbazai. He's he's gone to Leipzig. Is Awar like, the man we want? Like we all want, or realistically, is there another signing you'd you take in that position? Yeah, I think. Our is the main. I think we should still. I mean, we were close in, you know, in in the transfer window. I think he is that player. We. I think that is just, that is the sort of player we need. That just think of the midfield we'll have. You've got Partey, Our, and Smith Rowe, or you know, someone else in that attacking role. It, it, Smith, you know, Our brings that. Where well, you've got the defensive mind of Partey in the deep midfield, and you've got that attacking and creative aspect in our I think those two as a pairing would be great but you you mentioned Julian Brandt what we don't want to do is make the same recruiting mistake we have throughout the years you know you know Dennis Suarez signings like that on loan you know it's (laughs) we don't want to make it we don't want to keep making those same recruitment mistakes we've got to be sure of who we want to get I think it's, I, I liked the Dennis Suarez signing at the time, but we signed him mm. injured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like we need a defensive midfielder. We, we bring Kim Kalstrom in for six months. He's got a back <laughs> injury. He doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> play for, for like two months. We like, or do you remember? Or um, Emiliano Viviano signed him as a backup yeah. keeper. <laughs> Just yeah, a complete waste of time. So I think you're right. If we need to if we're going to sign someone, we need to make sure it's. Like it's the right loan. So yeah. Bios this year hasn't really done it. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain if Madrid recall him in January and sell him. Like it wouldn't bother me. I don't think he's offering that much. We've talked, we've spoken about incomings. Does anyone need to go in January? Is there someone we need to sort of shift on? Yeah, I believe. Well, you've got you've got the obvious ones that everyone would say should go. So Socrates, he's Still somewhere like playing with the under 23s. Um, I've got a lot of respect for Socrates as well, in a way that he's not, he's not complained about, he's not come out like Ozu has. He's just kind of got on with his job and done that. But you've, you've got obviously Socrates, Meza Ozil, but I don't think he's going to leave. I think he's going to see out his contract. Some people saying he could be recalled to the first team. And then also, mm. you've, you've just got a couple of players like Kalasinac. Um, and any, I would have said at the start of the season, but seeing as he seems to be a, a key player and he's probably a good squad player as well. And then you've got Mustafi, who's just not had any game time as well. Is it? I think the, uh, the fear I have is that we're going to lose everyone in the summer for nothing. Um, obviously, you can get like the international players can talk to international or any player can talk to international clubs in what two days' time. Is it a risk to sort of just? I think if we were going to sell him, we should have followed him in the summer, I think. Um, yeah. Is there anyone sort of... See, I wouldn't mind, like, Elneny. If we were to sell, like, sell Elneny to recoup, even if it's, like, 20 million, 
just to put in that, like the fund for a player. Um, is there someone like that you would be sort of like content with letting go? Someone who's not like going yeah. in six months or he's got a bit of time on his contract? I think, yeah, like if, if we were to sell on any to get money in the bank to bring someone else in who has, you know, is better than Onene, then yeah. But as you mentioned, Dan, at the start of the season, would have sold Onene, you know, straight away. You know, wouldn't even thought about it. But now we can't just sell players for the sake of doing it just to get money back in the club. I think we need to think about it. Because Onene now is a first-team player. I would, I would consider him as, even on the bench, or he will start. You know, with the squad we have, especially at the moment with Partey being out. Yeah. So, I think we've got to think about: Are we selling these players to build the money up in the bank to buy someone else? So, you know, the likes of Kalasanach and Elneny, oh, selling them to would rebuild. Yeah, I think he will as well. I think Kalasanach will definitely go. But if we sell those players, get money in the bank to buy, you know, another defender or another midfielder to bolster the side, to bring some more solidity and to almost strengthen our spine, I think, you know, it, it, it would be worth doing. I don't know if you guys saw last night, but uh, Basuma looked really good, I thought, when he played. And I think he'd be a really good sign-in. If we if we could sell someone like an Elneny to get in a Basuma, I think that'd be a, big, a good bit of investment. But I've also seen some people saying that um, Maitland-Niles might, could potentially leave in January as well. Um, because he's not be a shame. He's not I'd, I'd, let him, I'd let him go out on loan. I wouldn't mind him going out on loan. He sort of he seems to have like a sort of like love hate thing with Arteta. So he plays him for three or four games yeah. and then he dips out. I thought when Party went like off with the injury, it made sense. You play out uh, Maitland Niles in the midfield, it's where he wants to play. Um, but maybe not, like I don't know what's going on there. Do, I we, do, I, do we need another centre back though? We're seeing we're going to lose loads of centre backs in the summer. Well, in terms of experience, Mustafi's going. Socrates, David Luiz probably will go. Um, Saliba. I don't know what's going on there. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I, don't wanna, I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll send him permanently. But it's really is a is a centre back a priority now? Sort of like in terms of long planning, or do we, or do we look to maybe some of the youngsters? We still got the likes of Callum Chambers to come back as well from yeah. his injury, so we, we do have cover there. So if we do sell Mustafi's Socrates, we've still got Mary Holding, Saliba, Gabriel, Chambers. Have I missed anyone there? In terms of outgoings, or and sorry, David Luiz as well. Yeah, we don't have Louise, but that's still six centre backs. But um, uh, yeah, I think I think we've, we we're pretty well stopped there at the moment. I do think it is just that creative midfield kind of role, and potentially, yeah, I think that's about it to be honest. I like yeah. the Basuma shout, but I'm worried with him again. It's he's, he's only 24, so he's still young, but it will sort of like limit some of the youngsters again and I don't want to like put all the pressure on the youngsters but by signing someone in that position Partey we needed I think yeah. it was in my I think personally I, I really liked Herrera I think it was a mistake to let him go you, like obviously you can't predict that you'd have your your new signing gets an injury 
you can't predict the Xhaka thing. You can't. I think it was a mistake to let him go. Um, Arteta seems to have promoted a couple of youngsters up. You look at um, Aziz has made a few of the Europa League squads look really good. Um, was it Dundalki looked really good? I think in that final game. Yeah. Sort of like you look really confident. Um, you've still got like. I think he could. I don't think. I think it's too early for him in the first team, but he could yeah. maybe play a of cup games if we get easy opponents. If there is such a thing, um, and if uh, if we bring Torreira back in the summer, it's a lot. I, I like Basuma. I think uh, I don't know if he sort of suits the Arteta mold. If we sell Jack sure. replace him with Basuma, then I'd be like, okay, sure they're both quite physical. He put a crunch yeah. tackle in on Tierney, I think. So, mm. I, think, I think if it's like for like, but I think if it's uh, on top of someone like Jack, I wouldn't yeah. really be. I can see. I can see what you mean, actually. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to. Say, for example, we have on any. Say, for example, you know, we have on any, but we sign a player exactly like him. Yeah. What's the point when you've already got? Yeah, yeah. So, it probably would be worth selling a few players by selling and then buying like for like um in, in a way to bring you know more freshness but yeah i don't think we'll have a big Sorry. january i think there might be one signing that comes in maybe a couple of kids uh sort of like future prospects um the diego Costa thing i don't think we need him i think we're quite quite solid in attack you look at you got Lacazette and Ketia, Abamyang, Balogun sort of on the verge. So I think we're sort of stopped there. Um, so Costa, I can't really see happening. What are our aims for the next second half of the season? Because we've got West Brom next, I think. Um, they're coming off the back of a thumping defeat. Probably a horrible time to play them. I think we need to win that game. We need to start well. What What's our aims? Where Where can we? Where do we realistically think we'll finish? I think, like Smith Rowe said in his interview, we just need to literally just win games, like win games together, and then see how many, um, see how far we can go realistically. Because um, as soon as Party comes back into that side, in my opinion, we're a top six side again. Um, because I, I honestly think he's going to change our, um, the way we the way we play, and just add that quality that we've been lacking in midfield with his defending and his driving runs. Um, but it would always be nice to go on a, a long run, maybe in the Europa League, win a trophy in um, maybe the FA Cup, something like that. Obviously, would be amazing if we could do. Uh, but I, we just need to try start climbing the table. We're in thirteenth at the moment dizzying heights and then um, just just see how far we can go. Do you, do you have an ambition though? Like, is there somewhere, obviously we all want to say top four, top six, we want to get Europe. Current season form is, is it sort of top 10 now? Is that where we have to aim for this season at least? Or can we potentially look ahead and be a bit, is it optimistic to think we can get top six, top seven? We're only six points off top six, I believe. Yeah, it's such a weird season. Anything can happen, but I just teams aren't better than us. The teams of us aren't better than us. 
West Ham, I like West Ham. I think they they finished lower than they should have done. Man for man, they're not a better team than us. No. Palace, man for man, aren't a better team than us. Newcastle, man for man, aren't a better team than us. So we should be doing better than we are. But I don't want to sort of like tempt fate and say, oh yeah, we should be getting six and we we don't. Um, would a season out of Europe necessarily, I mean, you put commercially aside and money aside for the squad, for a relatively young new squad under a relatively young and new manager be the worst thing in the world? I don't think it would. Obviously, everyone would love European football. You know, but everyone likes the Thursday night where we you know, you know, it's to almost have the pure focus on pure focus on the league and getting back into the top six and the top four after you know, despite where we finished this season, we'll see it as a poor season. Yeah, you know, the start that we had, yeah. and the performances that we've seen. But I think, in a way, it will be good to almost have a have a restart, a complete restart, and have purely have the focus of getting back in the Champions League. Or even having a, I know it's it's a, it's a it's a long way off, but even having a shot, maybe tops, you know, top three, even, yeah, you know, getting getting back to what what we were yeah. before. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but I mean, I mean, unfortunately, you can't really completely take money and commercially out of the picture because that is yeah. so in how sure. the club operate, who we bring in. Um, no, I think, well, Chelsea did it a couple of years ago, didn't they? They took a year out of the Champions League and the Europa League. And then they won the league in the season. So, yeah. not so we do the same thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it'd be amazing if it was. But, yeah, um, no, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, but, um, I do hope we can at least back in Thursday night football. Brilliant. So, we've still got Europa League to look ahead to. It's a, it's a tougher draw than I would have liked. But you never know. Hopefully we, at least like, if we get past this round, obviously put Olympiacos aside. We didn't get knocked out in the first round again. Still got an FA Cup run to look forward to, hopefully. Um, I think I think it could be a better end to the season than start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all... I hope so, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I really hope we can beat West Brom and Allardyce in a couple oh, of days. Because... Do you know they're gonna they're gonna put ten men behind the ball? You know what's gonna happen. I thought Klopp's interview was quite funny the other day. Sort of mm. saying I think it was like a six four zero formation. So <laughs> I think we need to get an early goal early goal against them. But it's it would be really important to start the year off right with a win, especially against Sam Allardyce. Yeah, Sam Allardyce is gonna. You you know exactly after <laughs> he's conceded five against Leeds. Arsenal comes to town. He's not only gonna be like absolutely back to them he's going to be like he's going to make sure they do put all the men behind the ball and it's low blocks that we've struggled to break down throughout the season yeah. so he's going to know that that's our Achilles heel and hopefully well hopefully our our young players in Smithrow and Martinelli and Saka can unlock yeah. um, unlock their defence but you know you, I, I just feel like it's going to be a tough watch already and they're just yeah. going to absolutely it's going to be like rugby football again. Yeah. Stoke football. <laughs> <laughs> Youth and pace. Hopefully that's what can finally bring down South Allardyce. Um, brilliant. Well, so, Arsenal versus West Brom is our next game. 
Um, and then then we'll see. We'll come, we'll do a review of that and then we'll talk about our next few fixtures. So thank you guys for joining me. Have a happy new year. And I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Podcast Network.